What's going on, everybody? This is Jeff Hillen with Selling Stories, where we discuss the struggles, successes, and life lessons learned through sales and in sales. Sales anxiety. Whew, what is that? And what can you do if you have it? What are some examples of sales anxiety? That's what we're here to discuss today on Selling Stories. I'm glad to have you here, the host, Jeff Hillen. And we're going to dive into sales anxiety. I'm going to give you some personal examples of what I felt during different situations of sales anxiety. And also, hopefully, you have some steps and process that you can take away in case you uh, encounter any of the situations that I bring up. So sales anxiety has some different names, sales, paranoia, pipeline problems. And for me, sales anxiety is not picking up the phone or sending an email or cold calling. That's a different topic for a different day. To me, sales anxiety are caused by a couple of different reasons. One, your quotes start to dwindle. You don't have many projects closing the next 30 days. That means no money, no honey, people. That's right. What do you have on the CRM or what do you have forecasted to close this month? You don't have much. That is a major problem. Cause sales anxiety. Also, you put your focus on a major project and you lost it. How are you going to rebound? What are you, what's going on in your head? And uh, you've been working for months on a prospect that has been vampiring or just sucking your time. And now it's gone radio silent. Now what? What do you do? So I want to start with the last one because this is something that happened in my career. I can think very specific on it. And the situation was I had an engineer named Rom who was absolutely vampiring my time. If anybody can relate to this story, it's a few years ago. I was working on a project with Ingram Micro. They were doing a project for Apple and it was for warehousing. And the project was to be expedited because Apple was moving into this facility and taking up more and more space. So there was a lot of pressure, a lot of anxiety on the person I was working with. And he was having me quote this job so many different ways, so many different iterations. And every time he would call me, I would get super excited. I was young in my sales career, looking at the potential of this big project, also big names like Apple. And I would drop everything and, and drive there as quickly as I could. Eventually, I got to the point where I was annoyed because it felt like I was taking a lot of my time with no clear decision being made. And the person I was dealing with wasn't the right person. So I pushed back. Finally said, Ron, listen, man, do you know how I get paid? And he goes, uh, I'm not really sure why. And I said, I get paid when projects move forward. Now, listen, I'm not telling you have to pick me. But what I am telling you is I'm giving signals that you were ready to move forward a couple different times and it hasn't transpired. So I can't keep dropping everybody else to come here if this project isn't going to be funded. And it's crazy because not too long after that, I got a purchase order for over $200,000. So that anxiety that was going on in my mind, my, my example and the reason why I bring it up is, to me, it's okay to let your customers or prospects know of the situations you're internalizing or dealing with because they are taking a lot of your time. And the other thing I would tell you is, don't be afraid to hold margin, especially with people that are taking that time. Your time's valuable. You have to know what your value is. You have to know what your hourly rate is. If you aren't sure about how to calculate that, message me. But I would tell you, it's a lot easier as you get more and more experience or you have more in your pipeline. But as your pipeline dwindles, like I talked about earlier, 
or somebody's taking a lot of your time and you're kind of putting all your eggs in one basket becomes very difficult and you put a lot of pressure on yourself. So let's go back to quotes dwindling. Well, how can that happen? One, you may have been really successful recently and not had to do much prospecting. Maybe you just a lot of your customers you work with are in buying season. It's it's that season where a lot of projects are happening and you're really not having to focus on all that other stuff going on for people that maybe don't know who you are or you're not the primary person that they do business with. And you've gotten fat and happy doing some really good projects or winning some really nice deals. But now maybe the summer's over, starting to look around and figure out that there's not much going on. So what advice do I have for you? First and foremost, write down the 10 people that you haven't seen in a while and make an effort to reach out. There's something to be said about getting energy and traction and the power of inertia once you start going. And it's it starts with the plan. It starts with putting something that you can obtain and it's realistic. So it's too easy to sit here and be like, I'm going to call everybody I possibly can and just start getting crazy and sounding desperate. The challenge is there's not really a good strategy to follow up to that. And the reality is people are going to smell the desperation and they may not be available. So then you might fall into deeper depression. So my suggestion is make it manageable. Pick 10. Make sure you know who the contacts are. And it's been a while. You might be embarrassed to find out that these people don't work for the company anymore. And that's okay because we've all been there. We've all done it. It only helps and only starts if you start. You got to take action. You got to take that first step. How about when you lose a project? I'm sure all of you have had something that you felt was slam dunk and got that punch in the gut feeling when it didn't happen. You know, for me, it's interesting because I've been a sales manager. I've been on the, the sales route for a few years now. But just like poker, I can always remember the ones I lost instead of the ones I won so much easier. That pain, the scars on your back always seem to resurface. And the wins get easily forgotten or lost, or maybe it's just because you spend the money. I don't know. But what do you do when you lose a major deal? Can you think of one of the most painful deals you ever lost? I can. I had a project that I was working on with a customer and it felt as if I was in the driver's seat. I was bringing in a team of people that I imagined being the best solution sales professionals in my area, which is material handling. And the fact was, I wasn't dealing with the right person. So the person I was dealing with was giving me all the right signals. They were telling me all the right things. The thing was, we were almost counting the money before we got it. So the one thing I would tell you is, if you look back and reflect on when you've lost a major deal, be real with yourself. Were you dealing with the decision maker? And another thing I would recommend is if you did lose and you're having trouble getting over it, reach out to that company, reach out to your contact and say, you know, I've been really struggling with getting over the fact that I wasn't able to earn your business. I understand that we didn't earn it, but I got to ask you, is there anything I could have done differently to been successful? Is there anything I could have done differently to win your, win your business? And maybe that puts it to rest for you. I know that did for me. For me, it was really simple. The owner of the company who I had not met, who I was just really getting information for the person that I was dealing with, was more or less just price checking me. I, I was just wrong. I had the wrong gut feeling when I was reading with the contact, thinking they were the right person. And I was blindsided. But if I would have asked the question, John, are you able to make this decision? Because it was over a million dollars. It was a big deal. 
And maybe I was just a little naive. Maybe I was just a little hopeful that I didn't have to make the right call to the right person or not give my price to the person that wasn't going to make the decision. So these are all things that you can think about as far as, you know, if you're in a rut or you're starting to get a little concerned because things are drying up. The other thing I would tell you is look at your preparation. Preparation is huge. Preparation is extremely important in sales because we get calls all day long with fires where we have to put them out. And we get calls from people in the office asking us for do, us to do things. The thing you have to tell yourself is, are the customers you have currently the ones that are paying you for this year? Or maybe now you're at the point in your year where you're looking at next year already. Are your main customers going to be the same customers you had this year based off their buying season? And if they're not, you need to start preparing. When you look at that quote log, if it's thin, you have to start asking yourself and being real. Did I do everything I could to make sure that I was sowing a field ready to reap later in the future? And if not, you're, you're going to have to deal with that pain. You're going to be a little hungry right now. And hopefully that hunger leads to more and more effort. And I think that's really what it comes down to is preparation and effort. If you're not willing to take the amount of effort necessary to continually build on your success, the only thing you have to be concerned with is yourself and not blame other people. So again, I wanted to take the time to talk about sales anxiety because it's real. And I think we all, anybody that's in sales has felt it probably more than one time in their career. And it's healthy to talk about it with other people. Maybe it's a coworker, maybe it's your spouse, maybe it's a friend and just let them know it's a really difficult time right now. I'm just struggling, trying to get my feet under me and just being able to talk that out can help. So maybe instead of sales anxiety, we could almost say it's sales therapy to be able to just tell people what we're going through. And it's tough. You know, especially in sales, you're constantly being engaged with other people's success. If everybody's struggling, you almost are excited because you don't feel so bad about your results. But when other people are crushing it and you're not, it gets really, really crushing and really, really difficult to deal with and internalize. So it's really healthy to talk to people about that anxiety or those struggles you're having and have a mentor, have somebody that you can rely on to give you great feedback. I know for me, I was successful early in my career, but I always appreciated the people that had been through it longer than I had because they saw the high highs and the low lows and they would keep me grounded. They'd say, Jeff, I remember Dennis Frizzy, a guy when I got in the industry, he called me young buck. He'd say, young buck, make sure you don't spend all that money because there's going to be times where it's not going to be like this. And Again, if we're looking at anxiety, maybe you started spending outside your normal means because of the success you've had over the last few years, few months, whatever. And maybe that's causing you anxiety. So again, maybe take a step back, start to look at yourself back when you started in your career. Start to look back at what drive you had, what you would do to prepare, what accounts you would do anything to get. And just ask yourself, do I have that same concentration? Do I have that same grit? Do I have that same hunger I did when I started? And if you don't, start running it down. One thing that I've implemented recently is very obtainable actions to start my day to get me in the right mind frame to make it a successful day. And I'll share them with you. The first thing I do is work out. I set my alarm at 6.02 because, man, it just feels early to get up 5.59, but 6.02 feels okay. So I do a workout. I write three things that I'm thankful for on my phone. 
and I also put at least one, if not two items I'm going to accomplish that day. The other thing I'll give you a little side note is I send them to my wife every day. And the reason I do that is one, it kind of holds me accountable, but also lets her know what's going on with me mentally and what I'm, I'm happy for. Because sometimes I don't articulate that the best. The other thing I really have tried to do is read 10 pages every day. I've been really focused on lessing, watching less sports, television, and trying to build my mind and give it positive thoughts. The thoughtfulness is really important though. To get your mind in a good sense of mind is, is extremely, has been extremely helpful for me. And it's prevented me from having negative emotions towards social media or just worrying about things that are out of my control. The more I can feed my body and mind with things that are able to help me, improve me, and gain confidence, gain strength, has been a game changer for me. And I, I think it's really shown people around me a difference in just the way I'm carrying myself with confidence due to how I'm starting my day. So if you're having sales anxiety, maybe start looking at your morning routine also and start to think, maybe there's some things I can change. And you have to want to change. And trust me, I don't like waking up 6.02. I would love to not hit the, not set my alarm. But I know the only way I'm going to get to the levels I want to reach in my career is to be able to make myself get up and not make it a choice. I don't come into each morning and say, man, I can't wait to wake up at 6.02. No, I tell myself, this is the schedule. And even working out, I would tell you, putting it in a calendar the night before of what you're doing, just like putting in who you're going to call the next day, just like making sure you know what quotes you're going to follow up with, just like knowing what target accounts you're going to be hitting this year, just like knowing what your total salary needs to be. When you start going back through the layers of what needs to happen to make you successful, you start to really reveal to yourself what you're not doing on a regular basis and what needs to change to allow for yourself to be successful. A lot of people listening have had a lot of success. I know a lot of my listeners are people that have had great successes in their career, but we all still receive sales anxiety. We still have that paranoia of, okay, what's going to happen next or pipeline problems. What am I going to do now? It feels like I've kind of blown through my pipeline. Best thing to do is take the time to reflect on what you need to do and start putting actions in place to make that happen. So I'd love your feedback on this because it's something that I don't think too many people, I know not enough people talk about is that anxiety. And to me, it was healthy even just bringing it up now and just having my mind rack up about what I need to do to even get better. So I'd love for you to have feedback, send me messages. Again, I appreciate all the people listening to Selling Stories. You are a great fan base, a great group that I know has really resonated with the topic. And I look forward to continuing to bring you more of the sessions like this, as well as some awesome speakers to help your career. So this is Jeff Hillen with Selling Stories. I hope everybody makes it a great day.